Welcome to the Career Globe Podcast, where we empower and inspire every girl to radiate with confidence and grace in their professional lives while keeping God at the center. In today's episode, we will be focusing on work-life harmony. So grab your favorite notebook and a coffee, and let's get ready to glow. Work-life harmony has been something that I've come to realize is very important and you have to be super intentional about in creating a work-life harmony that achieves the desired results um, that you're looking for in your life. Um, oftentimes, I think we touched upon this in earlier seasons, um, when you're a higher achiever and you don't like to disappoint and want to always be your best, you sometimes end up taking on additional projects, making yourself readily available all the time, showing up and maybe never letting um, your team down. But doing all those things ends up preventing you from creating a separation between your work life and your personal life. So today, Ashley and I are going to jump right in. And I wanted to highlight a LinkedIn post that I was recently reading about the importance of work-life balance for employee well-being. And it pretty much shares that employees who prioritize work-life balance are more likely to attract and retain, sorry, retain top talent, which can lead to improved productivity, innovation, and growth, and ultimately reduce stress. So something to think about, it's very important, but um, I wanted to ask you, Ashley, why was work-life harmony important to you in your career? Yeah. Love that quote, by the way. We should maybe drop the link in the show notes for everyone. But I I think one of the things that I learned is, and you might've noticed that Ellen started off with talking about work-life harmony. So there's a difference between harmony and balance is, is one of the biggest things I learned. So if you think about balance, balance is like, okay, I'm spending X amount of hours at work. I'm spending X amount of hours at home, and you're trying to find a balance where harmony is looking at kind of your total life. You're looking at everything and how it's kind of flowing together. So I think we're going to go through seasons where we invest in different things, and that's totally okay. There's going to be times where you need to invest more in work. Like maybe you just started and you really need to spend that time at work. And there's going to be other times where you need to kind of put work on the side and really invest in your home life. If you have celebrations, birthdays, something's going on in your family, maybe you just had a new baby. Like there's going to be these times where you might lean more heavily on work or home life, but it's about finding that harmony and constantly checking in with yourself. I think the big thing too is kind of always asking yourself, what is your king, right? What are you worshiping? I think that's a great kind of question to encourage you to self-reflect because you think about what is your king, where are you devoting all of your time and energy to? So it's important to have have this harmony, but it's also important to have that check-in, that self-reflection of has work become your king? Are you constantly going to that, pouring all of your energy, all of your time into that? Then you might have an issue, right? Like if you're too busy to spend with God, it's time to go in and fix your priorities. And I also think having that harmony is understanding really when you need to rest and something that I wasn't great at when I first started, but understanding that rest is so important. Like we can't pour into others if we ourselves are not fully filled up and ready to go. So I think rest is kind of 
part of saying, okay, God, you're in control. I can sit down in my world. It's not going to fall apart. So I think that's that's some things to think about. It was kind of a long answer. Um, the, the last thing too is like that work is good. And I talked about this in an earlier podcast, but I just want to be careful because I think in past generations, we've maybe worked too much. But in the current generation, what I'm seeing is no one wants to work. But work is good. Work is important. We were made to work. I truly believe we were made to work. So it's all about finding that harmony. I think it it takes time and experience uh, to really find the right balance between both of them and knowing when to lean into work and when to kind of lean into your home life. I like that a lot. We'll come back to the what is your king towards the end because it kind of lines up with something else I was going to talk about. Um, And I think you hit it right on the nail when you talked about like some seasons when we are working more hours, it's, you know, okay for that time. But then you can also later on compensate by leaving on time or um, kind of adjusting your schedule a little bit because you know, you poured this many hours into this project for the past couple of weeks and you're going to um, make up for it in your personal life by like leaving on time or um, maybe working hybrid for some of your uh, work days. So, I really and like I also it. wanted to touch on this. I think being newly married and having someone who works a ton, I think it's also really important to get those people around you and kind of a good support system who's able to help you in those seasons. Those seasons when you do need to pour into work because maybe you're new, maybe you're trying to get that promotion or that raise. I think part of this is so important to have that community in order to have good harmony. You also need to have that community that's coming around you and supporting you in kind of the different seasons that you're in. Like there's going to be certain seasons where my husband has to work more. That's where we are right now. And there's also going to be seasons where I hope um, he's able to support more you know, in home. So it's kind of also finding that harmony with your relationships, with your family, with your friends, your roommates, all that stuff. I really like that. Um, Ashley, how did you start to feel when you did not have a balance between work and your personal life? Yeah, I think burnout is a, is a big one. I remember at one point I had an associate who told me like, Hey, you lost your smile. And that was like a really good indicator to me. Like, okay, yeah, I'm burnt out. It's pretty obvious if people are, people are commenting that I'm not smiling anymore because I'm so serious running around like a chicken, um, trying to get all this stuff done. So I think realizing like the signs of burnout and making those small pivots before, because if you, if you're really needing, you know, you're brand new, you need to invest the extra time in work. It's important to also have like a cutoff, right? You can't be going 12, 18 hours for several months. Like our bodies are just not built for that. So having those check-ins, knowing when you're really getting tired of having accountability, like even employees who might tell you that you're not smiling anymore, um, is really going to help help keep you accountable to ensure you don't get to that point where you're completely burnt out. Yeah. And I think it's hard to pour into work to your point when you're not meeting your own like basic needs. I know that sounds super dramatic, but like, I think we do put things on the back burner, like meal prepping or getting sleep or 
um, to your point, always being at work and not having that separation, you're just probably mentally fatigued and frustrated. So yeah, if you're not having lunch, for example, like that's a huge red flag. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that is a big red flag. And yeah, I think it's more common. That we've been say, there. Like yeah. I had literally would sneak a granola bar so I didn't faint because I wasn't able to eat lunch. Like those are things that if you're feeling that stress out, that's probably a sign like it's not at a healthy place. You need to be able to, to step away for a second to eat your lunch. Yeah. I, and also I think when you're overcommitted at work, and you're having those like long weeks or long months, whatever that season is, it's probably important to evaluate your commitments outside of work. Because if you're giving a ton to both of those areas, you are really, really, really going to burn yourself out. Um, And you're not going to be able to pour into the people around you, both at work and both at home. So maybe just reevaluate what you're committing to after work and on the weekends and see if you're really ready to take on those commitments. Yeah. And also be careful too of what you're allowing your work life to look like. It is important. We talk about it's, there's going to be seasons where you might need to work more, but also be careful that you're not doing things like consistently skipping lunch, always staying late, right? Because then people are going to come to expect that of you. And all of a sudden you're going to be staying even later and even later and even later. So making sure that you still are able to set some boundaries uh, and make sure that you're putting yourself and your family first. Yeah, that's a great one. And when you're setting the boundaries, I think it also helps if you're having guilt leaving early or, you know, not staying for a meeting, um, let your leader know like what those boundaries look like to you. And I think that will help you be able to unplug and make yourself unavailable um, at times, knowing that you've communicated that expectation that you have for your life outside of work and that your leader is tracking on it. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, What is one tip, Ashley, that's helped you the most to achieve work-life harmony? Uh, I have two, if that's okay. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Okay. The first one is those check-ins and small pivots. I think that's the biggest one. There were two points in my life where I got burnout and I don't ever want to get to that place again. So it's really important to have those small check-ins where you can make small adjustments. So I always talk about this every single episode, I swear, but have a journal to check in with yourself and how you're doing like every day at the beginning of the day or the end of the day, just check in with yourself, seeing seeing how you're doing, because that's really going to prevent you from getting to that burnout spot where I've been. And then all of a sudden I'm so burnt out. I have to take months off of work to like get back to normal. Whereas if I would have made small pivots, you know, earlier on, I would have avoided that whole scenario. So that's been a big one. And a lot of those small pivots are just really letting other people know that I'm not going to be available 24 seven and making sure that I take those vacation days and I'm really reinvesting in myself and making sure that my cup is full. And then the second thing that I think is so critical, and we talked about it a little bit, is calling in your support system. They are going to really be able to help pour into you, help keep you accountable, maybe even smack you in the face sometimes when you (laughs) need to like come home from work. (laughs) Yeah, that support system is critical. And I think it's also important to be able to be 
really open and honest with your support system on how you're doing. I know, like, I think Ellen and I were really lucky that we had each other when we were first starting because we had a hard time, but there are some people that don't have anyone. So really being able to try and find those people that you can connect with and then also being vulnerable to be able to share like, Hey, I'm having a hard time. Uh, and being able to kind of say that you're struggling, even though I think that's really hard for us higher achievers. It really is. And scheduling off time, like you pointed out is very important. I think I've noticed sometimes at different companies, people think it's looked negatively upon if they take time off. But I think it's super important because you're not only setting the expectation with yourself, but also your team. So just even setting aside a day a month or um, a week every quarter to take time off, spend time away from work to really regroup and you'll come back super refreshed with a filled up cup um, to Ashley's point, allowing you to be your best self. That's a really good one about if you're a leader. Like just being aware of how your your actions are impacting others, right? If you're constantly sending emails at 11 at night, if you're, you know, constantly blowing off your family's birthday, you're never taking your vacation, like that also communicates a message to the people that are below you that that's kind of the expectation that work comes first. So that's a really good call out too. Like if you're in your leadership role, really understanding that people are looking at you to set the tone mm-hmm. and being open and like talking to people about mental well-being, about taking those vacation days, about, you know, there are times where you do need to go home because you have a birthday dinner or something and really encouraging your team to invest in, the, in themselves and, you know, put their family first. Yeah. Cause even speaking from experience, whenever I've had a leader that has not shown work-life harmony, it's really discouraging because then you start to think that that's what you need to um, like imitate to ever get to that level. And if you don't work the same amount of hours that they do, that they're going to think differently of you. But at the end of the day, um, being efficient with your time, I think is the most important. It's not how many hours you're working. It's how you can work smarter with less hours. Um, If you can, I remember asking my general manager about this a little bit, like, you know, I just felt like everyone was working wild hours and I just was to the point in my career that I'm not for that. And I I needed that separation to be happy. And he pretty much shared that like, Oh, if you know, you hit your metrics and everything, like you can work like pretty much six hours a day or like throughout a number just to make a point that if you're delivering results, you don't necessarily need to be like putting in tons of hours because you're being efficient with your time and um, your actions and everything. So yeah, that's a good one. Just know what the expectations are for yeah. work and have, have those talks. I remember too, there was a director, we were on a huge call and uh, they had like a two-year-old in the back background Aww. who just like came up and it's like, mommy. And she just like picked the little girl up and just kept talking and going on with a meeting. And she probably doesn't know this, but like that had a huge impact on me. I was like, you know what? She was like still able to be present with her daughter and still lead this great meeting. But it like showed me, okay, I can like have a high level job and also be a good mom, which is something that I had really seen before. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love so that. Good. I do too. That's really good. 
Um, what did delegation look like at work or even at home to keep that balance for you? Yeah, I think you can't grow without delegation. It's, it's critical. So I think part of delegation is letting go of control and being okay with that. I think it's really hard when you are a little bit of a perfectionist and like things done at a certain time and in a certain way to be able to delegate. But ultimately you can't grow unless you're able to delegate tasks. And also the people below you can't grow unless you're able to give them some of those tasks. So I think part of part of that is just being able to let go of control and to care more about other people's development than getting something perfect. Because if you're able to delegate to someone and they're able to do it at, you know, maybe 50% of what you wanted, they just grew a ton versus you, you know, taking the the project back. Not only that, but like the more that you're able to delegate, the more that you're able to take on and continue to grow and develop in your role. So I think, you know, delegation is really, really critical. And we, I work with small businesses and we talk about this all the time about the importance of delegation and really encouraging them to try and outsource things like the edits on their podcast or different other little admin tasks because they, as an entrepreneur, they can't grow if they're still doing those small admin tasks. So I would say like, it's so important to be able to let go of that. I have to do it. It has to be my way or it's wrong. And then understanding that delegation is really the key to growth. That's so good. Really great advice. Um, yeah, I think to wrap it up, like at the end of the day, always keep in the back of your mind to Ashley's point. Like she asked, what is your king? Like, why are you here on this earth? Will your work matter? Will you look back and wish that you spent more time with the people and maybe less worrying about uh, the work examples or stress that you're going through and really try to start there maybe with that question and then work your way backwards on how you do want to create work-life harmony in your life. And at the end of the day, like pray to God to open his hands and show you like what is right and what is wrong for your life. And um, I think that that will open a lot of doors for you. So Ashley, any other tips you have or last minute um, advice for the group? I, I think it's okay to feel like you have no idea how to achieve harmony. I think that's totally valid. It's really hard to be able to <laughs> to find it. I think we're we're constantly evolving and changing and learning and understanding, you know, what to invest your time in and how much to invest your time in. So I would say, like, if you feel like, okay, I just want a formula for X hours uh, to achieve this, I don't think there is one. But I do think a lot of it is just really being able to pray, to have that wisdom, to understand and know you know, what, what is God's will for your life? And then also just have the wisdom to understand where your time should go and being able to just make each decision as it comes and not worry about you know the whole thing or the next five years, but you know, okay, just in this season right now, what is this season I'm in all about and praying and asking God, you know, where should I really devote my time and really put my focus and then having those accountability partners to help keep you on track. Love it. So good. Awesome. Well, I think this is, is this our last episode before the wrap up? Yes, it is. Our last actual episode before we start season two. 
So exciting. Um, Well, we hope you all took away some best practices on how to start working towards a work-life harmony. Um, As Ashley mentioned, we are all still working on getting better in this space, but we think these are a few good tips, at least to point you in the right direction. And thank you so much for listening to us and with us this season, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye.